When we identify with the social group, such as a political party, we want to see that group in the best light possible, because then that reflects positively on us. But that means that we have to engage in some sort of social comparison between us and them. In order for us to look good, someone has to look not necessarily bad, but a little bit worse. Affective polarization comes from this initial categorization of the political landscape as us versus them. In order for us to feel that these social categories are meaningful, in order for us to feel that we're not just constructing these out of the blue, we need to make them feel as if they're natural. So we then look for similarities, not in relation to just opinions, which might be fleeting, but in relation to personality characteristics, demographics. What does this type of voter look like? What does that type of voter think and do? We're very quick to anchor the political and the personal. You voted like this because you are this kind of person. We also start feeling certain emotions towards those people who either uh, think differently to us or hold a different political identity to us. The more we can essentialize what makes us us and what makes them different, the more we're able to harden the boundaries between groups and make it seem as though those boundaries are natural. The fact that we feel animosity towards other voters um, is a reflection of the fact that there are only two ways to position yourself in relation to the political system. In countries that have coalition governments or multi-party systems, then there is a lot less affective polarization because there are a lot more different categories or camps to identify with and the sort of opposition between us and them and who the other is, is less clear-cut. Affective polarization might be on the rise because we're seeing a shift in, in some of the discourse of political leaders that is actually allowing much more negative rhetoric to come out, not only in relation to other political elites and leaders, but in relation to voters. You know, really sort of stereotyping and stigmatizing who they are. We need to be very careful to not essentialize the categories and to think about the fact that these are constructed categories. That means they can be deconstructed, they can be challenged. There's always a danger in saying that just because we want and have a need to identify with groups and have a sense of belonging, that that automatically leads to prejudice and discrimination. It doesn't. The hostility barometer is a bit different because it's not just looking at the emotions in relation to partisanship and party identity. It's about measuring the extent to which people feel the atmosphere of voting in elections is something that's hostile. It's important for us at the Electoral Psychology Observatory to think about the ways in which politics are not only associated with negative emotions, but how can we think about the positive emotions that it elicits. How can we design electoral systems uh, and procedures that allow for elections to be inviting, inclusive, engaging, and essentially fun?